November 25th, 2021. This morning's class and the classes throughout the week are de- donated in loving memory of Hannah Bat Rachel by the Levi family. Tehi nishmatasur Rabbi Sror HaChaim. Amen. We're in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Dafkaf Aleph Amudal. If you count ten lines up from the bottom, the very last word on the line says the Gemara: Shalach le Rav Huna bar Avin le Rava. So one rabbi sends to the other, and we know the context. It's in the context of Kiddusha Hodesh. Kad Hazit, when you see, Lahazot Benoam Adonai is a reference to seeing. Hizayon, a Jose, is a prophet. Kad Hazit, when you see, Demashcha Tekufat Tevet Adchitzar Benisan, when you see that there's an extension, Limshoch means to extend, Tekufat Tevet. Now, we've discussed on many occasions, and we will yet again, that on the uh, calendar, we have four separate seasons, right? Seasons which each are three months uh, segments. Now, the statement over here is if you're going from the season of Tevet into the season of Nisan, it should end on Aleph bin Nisan, or thereabout. If you notice that the season of Tevet is extending or will extend based on your knowledge of the calendar and the alignment of the lunar and solar calendars, you see that it's going to extend Ad Shitsar Nisan until the 16th of Nisan, meaning you're going a day beyond the halfway mark in the month of Nisan, when it to a certain extent should have ended on Aleph bin Nisan, what are you to do in such a circumstance? We want to have, we know this already, the, the month of Nisan to be the month of Aviv. That's when Pesach is going to be. Now you're already more than halfway into that month, and it's, or you know from, from seeing ahead in terms of the alignment that it's going to go more than halfway in. What should you do in such a circumstance? Again, you're seeing this from afar, and you're able to establish at the onset of that year an extra adar, that's what you should do. The cutoff, he's telling, uh, one is telling the other, the cutoff is the 15th going into the 16th of Nisan. He says, and don't be fearful in doing so. Why would you be fearful in doing so? If this is the halakha, this is the halakha. Rashi points out the Gemara Masechet Sanhedrin and Daf Yod Gimal, which we learned together, records this opinion that the cutoff point would be more than halfway through the month of Nisan, meaning the 16th of Nisan is the opinion of Aherim. Aherim, as we've suggested and talked about in the past few days, is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, as the Gemara says in Masechet Horayot and Daf Yod Gimal. So it means to say that technically speaking, it appears as if, if you'll practice this by establishing a leap year based on more than halfway into the month of Nisan, the Tekufav Tevet continuing, you're following really a minority opinion. Don't worry about that. It's okay over here to follow minority Are you opinion. The leap year? Much earlier, much earlier. Much earlier. But I mean, we discussed. You see that, you see that because you see the alignment of the of the of the sun and moon. You're aware already the discrepancy in terms of days. It's going to be winter. It's it's going to be still wintry. That's right. Now, but why shouldn't I fear for that? It's a minority opinion. It's only opinion of Ahirim. It's only opinion of Bimir. Dichtiv, because we really have textual support for this opinion. Shamoret Chodesh Ha'aviv. Now, first and foremost, just remember what this pasuk is in the context of. It's in the context of the month of Nisan, the holiday of Pesach. And it describes it as Chodesh Ha'aviv. Now, that word Chodesh 
as we've pointed out in different circumstances, is Milashon Hidush. It's something that's new. Technically speaking, each month is a new moon. We've discussed the difference between an old and new moon. But if I'm talking about the month itself, within the newness of that month, when is the moon, so to speak, becoming new? And when is it waning and losing its newness? Well, we know that as well. We know that over the first 15 days of the month, the moon is more and more seen. It's getting newer and newer and newer, quote unquote. From the 15th and onward, it's being less and less seen until you finish the month and you barely see the moon at all in the sky. So it means if the Pasuk is telling me, Shamoret Chodesh Ha'aviv, and the Derashav, the Hachamim, is going to be on that word Chodesh, we're going to be referring to the first half of that month. And in turn, the Pasuk is saying, when should Aviv be falling out? In other words, when should Kufat Nisan, that's what we're calling Aviv, when should that fall out? Within the first half of the month. You should establish the Tekufa of Aviv, that it should be in the month of Nisan. So you'll say to me, on the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, and so forth in Nisan, it's still the month of Nisan, it's still the month of Nisan, but quote-unquote, it's not the novelty, the newness of the month of Nisan. It's not the Chodesh side of Nisan. So the Derasha in turn goes, Shamoret Chodesh Aviv, Aviv should be in the month of Nisan at the Chodesh time, when the, sun, when the moon is, so to speak, still becoming new. And in turn, the Derasha, the Halakha that he established was that when you get already to the 16th in terms of your knowledge, your ability to see from afar how this year is going to look, make it a Shana Milberet, add an extra Adam, so that you shift things and push it up a bit. Says the Gemara onward, Amar lehu Rav Nachman, lehanahu nahote yamma. So Rav Nachman said to those who were nahote, linhot means to go down, and yama means the uh, sea. So he was talking to the, uh, to the boat, yeah. the boat people, the sailors. He said to the people who would go down to the seas, Atun, you guys, you're not well versed in the molad. You don't know exactly when the new moon will appear. You won't be privy to the information of Betin, to the Shilihim, or to any of the word out on the street as to when Rosh Chodesh is. In a regular year, you're not in the Mikdash. What's worse comes to worse. You don't know when to pray Musaf. But on a year like Pesach, and you don't, and you've been out on the seas, and you won't know when to destroy your hamet, you won't know when to stop eating hamet, what are you to do? Well, of course, I can tell you to come back onto land. I know you're not, this is me speaking. You're not gonna listen to me. So I'm gonna give you a trick for how you guys can know and have full knowledge, or at the very least, full enough knowledge as to the date on which it's time to destroy your hamet. Ki hazitu, we know that word again, there it is, hazitu, when you see sihara, when you see the moon, demashlim liyoma, when it completes until the day, which means to say, when the moon extends the duration of the night, when you look up at the sky throughout the night, all the way until Netzah Hama, all the way until sunrise. You see the moon in the sky. If that's the status in the month, you're at a day or a night more specifically, where when you look up at the sky, the, the moon's vibrancy extends all the way until the morning. Ba'iru Hamira. It's on that next day that you should destroy your Hamet. 
Really? Why so? Well, he's making clear to them that tells you that you're holding on the 14th of Nisan. If you're following the moon's trajectory, if you're following the way the moon works, it comes to its fullness in terms of shining through the night on the 14th of Nisan. Says the Gemara, wait a second, that's not really so. I don't understand, Rav Nachman, how'd you tell a seller in that? It's really a day off. Emat mashlim. When is it that the moon really is filling out that it comes until the morning in its fullness? Hamesar, Hamesar on the 15th. 15th is too late. 15th is the first day of Pesach. We destroy the Hametz before the 15th. We destroy it on the 14th. but us, we destroy on the 14th. Rav Nachman, you're misleading them. I know you were trying to help them out. It would have been better off telling them to stop being sailormen if they're not going to follow halacha. How could you possibly give them this trick, which is only going to mislead them and cause them to have hametz and pesach? Answers the Gemara lididhu for them, for those sailormen, demiglulehu alma. For them, the world, so to speak, is revealed me'ar besar mashlim. It's from the fourteenth meaning earlier than us, that the moon appears in its fullness and lasts through the night. Why should it be different for sailormen than for anyone else? When you're out at the sea, the skies are unhindered. The skies have none of these distracting skylines, no electricity, no fires, no smoke. Nothing is in the way, and as a result, your vision of the sky is a lot more clear than when you're on mainland, when you're on the ground. And as a result, he said, the clarity in turn pushes them up a month, a day, in terms of their ability to see and to discern what the moon really looks like. Rav Nachman, therefore, was well aware of the reality and made clear to them, you'll see the moon while out on the sea, going all the way until morning in its fullness on the 14th, whereas we might only see it on the 15th. Not the size of the moon, the vibrancy of the moon through the night. But if it's going like this, why if they can see it clearer, it's going to be like that instead of like that? It's going to extend longer. If you're looking from, well, you, I, can, you know, I can't tell you astronomically. I can tell you how, how, how the Gemara is, this, how Rav Nachman is describing to us. He's describing that if you're out on the sea, you have a clearer vision of the moon. And in truth, he's stating that if we had a clearer vision of the moon, we would see it like that from the 14th. That's it. I mean, that's, that's, that's what appears to be the reality, at least as he's re- reporting it. I, I can't tell you astronomically. I mean, you say basically the sun, the, the moon set and the sunrise are simultaneous. Yes. Moon, yeah. And that makes it the. That's right. Sunrise. It brings you all the way until morning. Moon set, sunrise is at the same time. That's what he calls mashlim lehu yoma. Says the Gemara on well, not Gemara, Mishnah. The Mishnah says on Daf Kafal Bet at the very top, Al Shene Hodashi Mehalelin Etashabat. For two months, the Edim, the witnesses, could and should be mehalel Shabbat in order to testify about the new moon, just for two months. What sort of Hilul Shabbat would they have to undergo? Well, several, but we'll mention the most prominent one that's called Hum Shabbat. They'd have to go out of the set boundaries outside of a settled area in order to traverse, in order to travel, make their way to Makom HaSanedrin to establish the new month. Uh, is that an Yisur from the Torah, an Yisur Midrabanan, as we've discussed, and 
deliberated upon in the past, it's a mahloket, Harambam and Ramban Nahmani, they have a dispute about whether Tehum Shabbat is an Isur from the Torah and Yisur Midrabanan. Either way you slice it, the halakha is they're allowed to for two months go against that, meaning travel on Shabbat to go and testify about the new moon. What are the two months and the only two months, Al Nisan and Al Tishrei? Now that we understand, Shibbahen Shiluhin Yosi'in the Surya, Ubahen Mitakinin Etamoadot. It was on, during those two months that the messengers would be dispatched all the way through Surya, and it was through those two months that we were able to establish all the holidays. If you think about it, Tishrei, of course, has Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Nisan has Pesach, count 49 days, and you're at Shavuot. When you think about it, clearly that's pretty much all our holidays. And in turn, it was specifically and only for those two months. Is this the rabbis uprooting a halakha from the Torah? If you're not allowed to be mahalil Shabbat, are the rabbis allowing for the witnesses to be mahalil Shabbat for what? Maybe that's not permitted. Is this some sort of strength of the rabbis? It's quite the... What's that? The idim. The idim. Witnesses. If you have next door, then you don't need to be Mahalil Shabbat. If you don't have next door, you might not be the only witness, but you might be the only witness. The, the sky might be clear in New Jersey tonight, but not in New York. If you're living in New Jersey and the Sanhedrin is in New York, you're going to travel to New York to testify. You're not going to say to yourself, I'm sure they see it in New York as well, because maybe they don't see it in New York. It's for the witnesses. That's what the Mishnah is talking The Gemara will be explicit. The Shiluchim, the, the dispatch, the messengers are not allowed to be Mahalel Shabbat. It's only for the establishment of the month. But as I was saying, it's the halakha from the Torah, the Gemara will say, is uh, that for all months, under all circumstances, the Kiriah in their time through the witnesses is permitted, which means to say you can and should be transgressed Shabbat for all of the months. Why only for Nisan and Tishrei? It was a takana. Rabban Yohanan Medzakai, the Gemara will say. He made the establishment that only for these two months, but not for all the other ones. These are, when it comes down to it, the most vital, the most integral months on the calendar, as the Mishnah says to us. Now the Mishnah continues and it says that was only after the destruction of the Mikdash. When there was a Mikdash, and then for all of the months, we would allow for the violation of Shabbat through the witnesses. Mehalilin af al kulan. For all of the months, that means to say Heshvan and Kislev and so on and so forth. Every month, you'd have messenger. Excuse me, you have witnesses coming and being mehalal Shabbat mipene takanata korban in order to be certain in the mikdash when to bring the korban musaf, special musaf for Rosh Chodesh. Are they witnesses are going out after they see the new moon, or are they going out in the prior month? Like if you already saw Rosh Chodesh Tishrei and you're going out on Shabbat. It's going to take you a few days to get there. Don't bother going. We're talking about you're within a close enough distance that you'll get there within a day. I mean, if it's the 30th as well, not so much. I mean, you're going to go anyway, but not so much of a reason to go because now we know it's going to be a Hadish Mi'ubar. I mean, you saw it on the 30th? I'm just trying to where they go. They go after you see the moon? It means you saw the moon, it means, it means, let's say it's the, uh, the 29th at night and you see the moon. All right, honey, I'm going to pack up my bags. I'm set, setting out for Sanhedrin like that. Okay. You'd go as soon as you saw it and you have to be obviously a, a travel, not too far a travel distance 
because otherwise it's insignificant. Says the Gemara, Al really? Only for two months, Nisan and Tishrei, we had the Edim, the witnesses, be Mehalel Shabbat. Uriminu, we have a question from a Mishnah we saw just a bit ago. We saw this Mishnah just two pages ago or so, and Dafiot Het, three pages ago. The Mishnah told us, Al Shisha Chodashim For six separate months, we dispatched messengers, which means to say there was a significance to six months. If there was a significance to establishing and making known the month, the first day of the month for six months, then why are these two months different? So you're right, these two months have the holidays, but all those other four months had important dates and significant d- details attached to them as well. Why are we not allowed to be mehalel Shabbat for those as well? Amar Abaye, Hakeh Kamar, says Abaye, works as follows. This is what we mean to say. Al-Kulan shiluchin yosein For all the other 10 months, the Edim come and testify. The shiluchim then leave immediately that day or that night when the witnesses are have arrived but before Betin has formally established and stated Mekudash you send out the, the messengers we assume that based on this testimony the Betin is going to accept the testimony and establish this as the new month go on out get out of our way go tell everyone but we haven't heard anything from Betin yet. But what's going to change? We have the witnesses here. There was a different reality. They needed to wait until, we saw this reference by Rashi just a little bit ago, they needed to wait until there was the formal declaration from Betin, Mekudash. If they didn't hear the formal declaration, they weren't allowed to go and report it to everyone else. Why not? There was a fear that maybe something in the eyes of the rabbis will shift. Maybe the uh, Betin, more specifically, will determine this needs to be a Chodesh Me'ubar, even though the witnesses are here, and technically speaking, the 30th should be Rosh Chodesh, for some reason, based on the holidays or something else in the month that we want to fix, we're going to add an extra day to this past month. If we let the messengers go out, we'll be misleading everyone, which means to say there was a difference between Nisan and Tishrei and the other 10 months. When it came to Nisan and we wouldn't allow the messengers to go out until we heard the formal declaration the next day from the Beitin. For all the other months, technically speaking, as soon as the witnesses arrived, send them out. That means that for Nisan and Tishrei, you're running against the clock. For Nisan and Tishrei, since you have much less time to get out, you have almost a day less to get out because you need to wait until the next day when Bedin is going to convene and to determine and to establish and to announce Mikudash. It's only then that you'd be able to send the messengers out. You lost a bunch of hours. And for that reason, specifically for Nisan and Tishrei, we allowed the witnesses to come in earlier. Let them come in earlier. Let them be Mahalel Shabbat so we hear them earlier so we don't lose time in terms of sending the word out. We're running against the clock. We need to get these messengers out as fast as possible, says the Gemara. Rosh Hashanah we had established. We know. We know Elul, the majority of the time, we knew exactly when Elul was going to be not a Chodesh Maleh. We're talking about Sukkot. Sukkot, Sukkot. We don't know when this is being dispatched on Rosh Hashanah. So they're also being they're also being the Hadel Rosh Hashanah. Azma, the Hadel Shabbat. I mean, they're for sure for Rosh Hashanah. So, what's the Machlokes from the Torah? In other words, um, they could uh, read Mahel Shabbat from the Torah. Yes. And 
and how did it change into the two months? From the Torah or the rabbis? From the rabbis. We're going to see that in a moment or two. Rabban Yohanan ben Zakkai, we'll see cited, stated in his name, he determined two months we'll leave it based on Din Torah, ten months we're going to be Mahmir. Torah says what? Torah says, You must establish them in their appropriate time, which means to say, against everything, they can come and be Mahalil Shabbat for all 12 months. The witnesses. We made a takana, Rabban Yohanan ben Zakkai. Yeah. Says the Gemara Tanyana Me'ache, we have a Beraita, which accords to what we just said, Al Kulan, for all the months, meanings the other ten, Yossi in Mi Ba'ir, if Al Nisan Val Tishrei, Achi Ishmu, Mi Pibetin, Mi Kudash, for Nisan and Tishrei, you'd need to wait until the formal declaration from Betin. Says the Gemara Onward, Tanur Rabbanan, Beraita, Minayin Shmehalin, Alehin, Et HaShabbat. Stanley, there's your question. How do you know? What's your textual evidence from the Torah that you mahalel Shabbat for the witnesses, the witnesses may be mahalel Shabbat, in order to establish, to testify in Beit Din for Rosh Chodesh, Tamud Lomar, Ele Mo'adi Adonai, Ashe Tikru Otam, Be Mo'adam. Be Mo'adam means in their appropriate time. Tikru Otam means you will call them out, you'll establish them. It means to say, and the understanding of the Hachamim, that in order to mitzvah min ha-Torah, to establish the month, and in turn to do it in its appropriate Time. How are you going to do it in appropriate time? If Shabbat is in the way, clearly it's telling you this is going to be Dohayat HaShabbat. Yachol kishem shemehalilin achiyit kadeshu kach mehalilin achiyit kayemu. Perhaps the same way you transgress, you go against Shabbat in order to be mekadesh, meaning the witnesses, in order to come to Beitin to establish it as mekudash, sanctify the day, so too achiyit kayemu, lekayem means to establish. Well, I thought you already established. No, sanctifying and establishing is different. What are you talking? You've been conflating those words the whole time, Rabbi. That's right. I've been conflating the whole time, but now we need to separate. One is sanctification. That's what takes place in Betin. Kiyum is what takes place when we hear about it, which means to say what we're talking about over here is two separate stages. Stage one, witnesses. Stage two, messengers. So I know the witnesses, they are allowed to, they're supposed to be Mahalil Shabbat in order to testify. What about the Shiluhim? What about the messengers? Are they Mahalil Shabbat in order to be Mekayim? In order to establish it for every community so everyone knows? Says, read the Pasuk very carefully. The Pasuk says, Likro means to state, to utter, to establish with your words, not to tell others, which means to say the only thing that I have permitted in the Pasuk is the Idut, the Shalihut, the dispatching. There at the Hilul Shabbat is at no point permitted. The only Hilul Shabbat was for the Idut. Yes? So, I think we know that Mitzvah Haseh always can be Dochet Mitzvah Haseh, but only also have a philosophy that Mitzvah Ba'aba and Abira, and since when can we? Right, so yeah, I mean, it's several factors over here. First and foremost, mitzvah ba'avira is only going to be on a product of I did a sin and it's actually a sin. It's not permitted from the Torah. What you're talking about when you have aseh dohe lota aseh, it means the Torah is telling me to do this. It means it was you're doing a mitzvah because that's what you're but supposed to be doing. But asher tikru otam be mo'ad? No, no, I mean, the, the makor, this is the gim. This is a final statement from the Gemara, Torah, and it's, it's, it's just 
clear and established as to our direction on this. It's the, it's the first several dapim masichiti vamot which seek and, and look for a source for ase dohelota ase. I mean, you have it over there, of course, with a yevama. You have it uh, as ahot ishto, which is an issue from the Torah, but nonetheless, yibum is matirit. Of course, the most famous example, which is one of the major sources for it, is kilayim besisit. If you're wearing sisit, but it also has sha'atnez in it, that would be permitted under most circumstances once upon a time as well. But over here, what we're telling us is an explicit mention in the pasuk. It's similar to a milah, milah, by Yom HaShemini. The Torah says it needs to take place on the eighth day, but it's asur, but it's the eighth day. Kachazim. Says the Gemara onward, Again, the Mishnah concluded and said, everything we're telling you just for two months is only after the destruction of Mikdash. When you had the Mikdash, it was for all 12 months for Korban Musaf. Tanura Banan, the Gemara fleshes this out and elaborates just a bit in a Beraita. Barishona, initially, meaning That's what our Mishnah told us explicitly. After the destruction, who's the bold opinion who changed this law? Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai said to them to who? I don't know, to the Sanhedrin, to the people, to the lawmakers, v'chiyesh korban? Do we have a korban? Hatkinu shelo yehum mechalalin, ele al nisan ve'al tishre bilvad. said, we don't have korban any longer. The whole purpose for chilul, technically speaking, was for that korban, and as a result, I think it's most appropriate that we no longer accept witnesses or tell witnesses to come, even on Shabbat, because we don't have the reason, the rationale for the Hilul Shabbat any longer. Says the next Mishnah, Ben shenira ba'alil, ben shelonira ba'alil, mechalilin alav et ha-Shabbat. The word alil, as the Gemara will make clear, it means clear. Whether the, the moon is clear in the sky or the moon is not clear in the sky, what's the halakha on Nisan and Tishrei after the destruction? For all months before the destruction, who cares if it's clear in the sky or not? Well, this comes to Charlie's um, mention earlier. Charlie said, if you're in the Mikdash, if you're at the Sanhedrin more specifically, and it's quite clear in the sky, so why should someone a day's distance travel? Look at the sky. It's a beautiful sky. There are no clouds, the moon is in perfect placement, they see it in the Sanhedrin as well, says the Mishnah, it doesn't matter. Whether it's clear or not, you should not make assumptions, you should not say, I'm certain they see it at the Sanhedrin, so it's not worth me traveling. Shabbat, ya haram, it's in a promabisir that I'm going to walk on Shabbat, I'm going to be mahalel Shabbat. No, if you see it, you go and you're mahalel Shabbat in order to testify. But they're going to know it anyway. Don't make those calculations. Rabbi Yosef disagrees, he takes the Charlie approach. What are you talking about? If it's clear up in the sky, then the Sanhedrin, then the Betin sees it as well. We don't need you. We love you very much. We don't need your Hilul Shabbat. We're able to ha- handle this on our own. And you you should make that assumption, no Hilul Shabbat, because look how clear it is. They'll be able to establish it without me. Ma'aseh, says the Mishnah, it happened, she'avru yoter me'arba'im zug. There was more than 40 zug, meaning groups, pairs of witnesses, on their way to the Mikdash. It appears on Shabbat. Ve'ikivam, Rabbi Akiva belod. Rabbi Akiva meets them on their way up to Sanhedrin. He says, Tenesh, where are you going? Well, we're all going to testify, gentlemen. At most, we need one of you. The fact that there are 40 of you means it was pretty clear up. Just please, just stay here for Shabbat. No, no moving, no going up. Shalach lo Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel sent to Rabbi Akiva. 
my friend, my colleague, if you're if you're withholding the masses from coming to testify, so now in the future nobody's going to want to go to testify because everybody will say, well, I know I tried that time, but they told me they didn't need me. They don't need me this time either. So in other words, the argument then from this last story is elucidating. It's making clearer why when it's clear up in the sky should I be going? Of course, Sanitary. We want to make certain that at all times witnesses are coming. Nobody should be making these calculations because it might appear clear to you, but to others it's not, and you won't go. And I know that the last time it was clear, they told me they didn't need me. They don't need me this time. Nobody's going to come in the future. Quickly in the Gemara, How do I know? How do you hear? How do you see in the text of the Torah, of the Tanakh, that that word alil, we saw that word in the Mishnah, in ben and I translated the word alil as clarity, revealed. Says the Gemara, how do you know that it's lishna, lishna lashon, word of migle, of revelation? How do you know that the word alil means revealed? That's just a strange Hebrew word. We don't use it very often. Says the Gemara, Amar Biavahu, Biavahu points to a pasuk. Uh, it says, Amar Kera, the pasuk says in Sefer Tehilim, Imrot Adonai Amarot Tehorot. The statements, the utterances of God are tahor, they are pure. Kesef saruf ba'alil la'aretz. They are like refined silver. Listen to the next words. Ba'alil la'aretz, which is so clear on the ground. Mizukak shiv'ataim. They're so pristine and refined. Shiv'ataim, which the Gemara will translate as down to the 49th, meaning the seven squared, meaning 49, that's so refined 49 times over. But this pasuk, which we just quoted, mentioned that word, ba'alil la'aretz. Ba'alil la'aretz meant it's so clear on the ground. Again, it's a reference in the pasuk to the words of God, the words of Torah. In our context, we're just pegging that word, picking it out and saying, the word alil, what a gorgeous word. It means clear, and in turn, that's what our Mishnah is mentioning as well. The Gemara goes on to debate and to discuss the rest of that pasuk, because again, the rest of that pasuk, if you paid attention specifically to that funny word at the end of the pasuk, uh, it says shiva'ataim. What's with the seven squared? What's with the seven sevens? The 49, of course, it makes us think already about 49, which we know 49 days to the Torah. We know 49 days. Well, 49 is a significant number as well in the context of Sha'are Bina, the Gemara will talk about it in this context of the gates, the ways to knowledge, and we'll have a debate between Rav and Shemuel, how to understand knowledge of Moshe, how to understand knowledge of Shilomo, how in turn to conceive and to understand our own knowledge. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.